schedule uh it's kind of hard to catch up with him nowadays it's my, so it's my fault so that's what we're doing right now From the i top mean of the show. pretty much has you have we not been following your instagram and by right. the by the way i'm not gonna blow anyone up but okay but there's guests in the studio that haven't been in the haven't been well, in the studio we the haven't had guests on this in the studio that haven't been in you know Co- like correct a part of the show correct. this correct. is just vibes we just got energy and i'm here. just trying to figure out if that's why you have your like uh-oh barry manilow that's my voice. Smooth groove. <laughs> WBLS. I'm like, welcome to the Victor <laughs> Cruz. Welcome to the Victor Cruz. I'm trying to figure out what this voice is. It's if just it's just energy, my headphones the room, or... I don't know what it is. Okay, for y'all, for y'all that don't know, the new Robot Studios, we have a brand new studio. It's our first yes. show yes. in the studio. Um, it's a beautiful space. We got a wall behind us with posters of all legends and different people of all sports. You being um, one of them, I'm I'm up there. Up I on made, the wall. I made the cut. I made the cut. But today's a special day, Pete. Very special it's a day. Special day, Pete. Right. I, I gotta be honest with you. It's like nervous isn't the right word. This is the first show where I was like, let me actually prepare for it. Um, you actually, yeah, did, actually like, prepared. Homework, well, you like you've a, never prepared for a show. Let's be clear there. <laughs> that's also a fact. Uh, you prepare less than I do, and I don't prepare. <laughs> And our listeners are probably like, yeah, we can tell. <laughs> can tell neither one of you clowns prepare. 100%. But today, let, let's give a little bit of context. Um, about, I don't know if it was two weeks ago, you called me and were like, hey, want to share some news with you. Um, I'm closing a deal, right? Mm-hmm. And you called me for that, and I was like, oh, that's great. Congratulations. But it triggered a thought. I'm like, hey... When are you announcing that? And you're like, I'm announcing it when you're announcing it, mm-hmm. which happens to be today. Yep. And I was like, but before you make that announcement, like, <laughs> like I think sometimes I've always said this, you forget your Victor Cruz. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, you have an announcement to make. And you were like, oh, shit, yeah, I have an <laughs> announcement to make. And parts of me is like, I, I guess I have to tell people about <laughs> that, right? Like, I guess I can't just go along with my life. Right, right. And not, like, have that be kind of a part of it and, and, right. and have that be... So, Told. Right. So then we talked about, you know, the most important thing to you was just controlling your own narrative. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think it was uh, synonymous with how your whole career has been and, and your brand and how you carry yourself personally. It was like you didn't want a lot of hoopla. You didn't want a lot of things. It was just you speaking to the people that have followed you, your fan base, friends, family. Mm-hmm. So today you made your announcement. So. I don't know if you want to make it official on the show for the listeners that yeah, have been on the rock. Officially, August twenty first, two thousand eighteen, Victor Cruz is officially retired from the NFL. Wow, that sounds crazy. Does it sound weird to I, say? I, that's my first time saying it out loud. To be it, honest, does with it you. sound weird? So, it sounds a little weird, but it, the, it, there's a sense of resolve there. Okay, you know what I mean. There's a okay. sense of feeling like, man, I did a lot in seven years. I've accomplished so much in seven years. That this feels right. This feels mm. like the natural progression. You know, I, did it come earlier than I have wanted to? Of mm-hmm. course. I mean, every athlete wishes they can play forever, forever yeah. if they could. You know what I mean? So, did I think initially that I would play ten plus years and kind of get over that hump and 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 go from there? Yes. But am I upset at the trajectory of my career and where I am today and how I got here and the ups and the downs and everything I went through? Absolutely not. I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change a thing. So talk to me a little bit about what went into making the decision and why now. 
uh, well, what into making the decision was obviously just being real with yourself. That's the hardest part mm-hmm. uh, from being an athlete, just being real with yourself and being like, okay, no one took a sniff at you after Coach Fox. And I got some, I got an interesting story about Coach Fox, oh, too. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm going to get to that. Okay. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an analyst now. I don't know if you know that or not. <laughs> I heard. I'm an analyst now. I heard. Um, so after being let go by the Bears, no one took a sniff, not even a, a workout, not mm-hmm. even a bring-in, not even a, you know, nothing. And I'm like, okay, I understand that. Okay, let me get myself together. Let me get right. Let me take this summer to get right, worked out, um, just to, in preparation. Now, let me cut you off. Clearly, I'd apologize for cutting you off, but it's no. not going to be the last time on the show I cut you off. So, um, talk about that a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because I know how healthy, how ready you were to play, how excited you were about the Bears opportunity. So, post Bears, what happens, happens there, right? That's been well documented. What's your mindset when the phone isn't ringing? As an athlete, as a competitor, you know, what, what, what are you thinking? What are you going through during that period? It's kind of shocking, a, a little shocking, mainly because the Giants at the time were down receivers too. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, mm-hmm. that story combined with me being out there in the open market and not getting a call was interesting and was kind of disheartening a little bit, you know? Um but that part of it was like, okay, understanding that and getting through that. That was the hard part is understanding where you are with, you know, the team and the organization and the head coach and how they feel about you. And then being like, okay, I'm accepting that. How do I turn the page? How do I use that as motivation? Because that's all this is. That's all anything is whenever you're held back or you feel held back from something. It's just you use it and channel it as motivation and change the narrative. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Direct the attention to something else, something that's bigger and better that you love to do, that you're excited for. Um, so having that transition was like the perfect thing. Okay, so phone's not ringing. Phone's not ringing. As I go through that process, I'm like, okay. So I, I'm like, okay, season's over. I go through the you know, through the summer. Like, let me get myself right. Let me work out. And then come up to August, training camp's about to start, and I'm like, still no call. So I'm like, okay. And then in the interim, I'm still, you know, doing work, you know, doing different things, being a part of, you know, still having to make money, doing appearances and things like that. And then I realized, like, okay, these bills aren't going to pay themselves. I got to go do something. I got to go work. It's a, and big, it's a big house, too. It's a lot, a lot of heat. <laughs> oh, you know God. what I'm saying? <laughs> Pool man ain't cheap. You know what I'm saying? There's things, yeah. You know, problems I don't have, but yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna move <laughs> on from that. <laughs> I'm going to keep on going from that. Uh, but yeah, so that's when I was like, okay, am I going to take this media thing seriously? Am I mm-hmm. going to be, you know, am I going to, you know, just go out there and, and give it what I got? And I love to do it. I love, you know, talking about sports, all sports, not just football. As you know, all we do is talk sports right. and yep. get our takes on it. And I mean, we can sit down for four hours and have a conversation about, you know, the NBA alone. And, and um, you know, and I want to just pursue that. So here I am. So today what's important to me is... You know, I was having this conversation actually with your brother upstairs from our studio with Malik. Shout out to Malik. Um, and I was saying that. Malik just came back from Australia, huh? He's doing big things. He's big thing, Yo, and I see his gram and I'm like, big you're thing. in Australia. His whole swag is different too. Different. Yeah. Came back, backpack yeah. was a little tighter. Yeah. He little hemmed up yeah. on the FaceTime. Yeah. I was like, hey, Malik, um, can you hand me that paper? He was like, it's you do with the beatbox? You, know, you know, like you mumble. He's like asking for papers and shit. This guy. Like, everything bothers him now, post-Australia, this guy. Oh, man. <laughs> um, but I was talking to him, and, and we were talking about your career probably just about half hour ago, and I was telling him that um, all athletes want to play forever. That's just your competitive nature. That's what makes you guys great, right? So that's natural. Um, 
And for me, as being your brother and, and, and someone that we have these conversations all the time, what was important to me was I wanted you to exhaust every opportunity of playing, right? So that's one thing, right? One mm-hmm. side of the coin. Mm-hmm. Because when it was all said and done, I wanted you to be able 10 years from now to say, I, I gave it everything I had. Mm-hmm. It worked out for the most part. Sometimes it didn't, but it was to no fault of my, my own. I gave it. I left no stone unturned. Exactly. Because to me, there's nothing worse than looking back and being like, damn, you know what? I think I could have had one more run if I would have did this. Mm-hmm. So I felt happy about that. But what my fear was, and no disrespect to the gentleman I'm about to mention. He's actually on our wall in the studio, AI. I didn't want you to be AI on the Memphis Grizzlies either. <laughs> gotcha. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want you to be the eighth receiver on a team disgruntled because that ain't you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, And that seems like a like a no shit you know, train of thought, but most athletes don't get that, that in your situation. 100%. You know, like you would have been the CFL, you know, running routes for Johnny Manziel. Good luck with that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's not good for anyone. You know? So I'm happy that, um, you know, first of all, congrats. On your career, Thank we're gonna you. make this show about your illustrious career. So, um, I'm gonna ask you a bunch of questions. Okay. Um, this is the research. I, yeah, yeah. So, you I, did? you know what? It's, it's interesting. In doing research on you, which I don't do research at all, clearly. <laughs> um, one of your most successful years. Some people would argue 2011 was your most successful year, right? 1,500 receiving yards. I think it's like nine catches over 40 yards. You know, I mean, you lit it up, right? Came out of nowhere. Basically, your rookie year, right? For Basically. the most part, right? Yes, exactly. But to me, 2012, you got in the end zone 10 times. Mm-hmm. It's the most touchdowns you've had in your career, I believe, in a single season. Correct. Over 1,000 yards receiving. So as I'm looking this up, and I asked JT, who's new on my team, to look it up, for some reason, I don't know if you even know this, well, two things that are interesting on Wikipedia. One, your Wikipedia is already updated with the day you announce your retirement. So like Today, right now, it's right on now. there. It's on there. It says Shout announced retirement. Yes. Gods it out says there. announced retirement, you know, August, Jeez. whatever today is, right? Okay. But there's no mention of your 2012 season. Really? Nowhere. Just Google blank? it. I challenge you. Now, it shows, in, it shows in the stat. That's my point. Okay. It shows in the stats. It shows like 2011 or 2010, three games. 2011 was your monster year. Yep. 2012. It shows that. Okay. But there's no write-up on your 2012 season. It's weird. That's crazy. It goes 2010, 11, 13, 14. It's really weird. Somebody in the Wikipedia guys got to fix that. It's probably being fixed as we, as, we see, as we see. So what I want to do is not only celebrate your career, but I got us a great bottle of Uh-oh. vino, Sasakaya, from 2012. Okay. We're going to celebrate one of your greatest years. It wasn't lying. The big budget. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your guests are over here looking like, why is there only two glasses? <laughs> they don't need no alcohol. <laughs> <at this> <laughs> Can we get two more glasses when you get a chance? Oh, man. Yeah, so we're going to enjoy a little a little bit of a good wine. From 2012? 2012, it's your year. It's a great year. Ten, year. ten touchdowns that year. It's your Pro Bowl year. Um, so I figured it was only right to do 2012 and, and some Sasakaya, which Mav will appreciate. I'm it's almost good, mad we got to open it's this. It's a good bottle. Key. Yeah, big okay. budgets over here, man. <laughs> hey, next next week's show, we're going to have one mic. That's we're not going to be able to afford like, four mics. I'm not going to do any of that shit, so... So we'll we'll open that up. Appreciate you, G. Um, of course, of course. So a couple of questions or a bunch okay. of questions for you. Um, let's start at the beginning. Let's start. I want to see how fresh some of this stuff is in your mind. A lot of it's well documented, but I would love your perspective on it. Okay. Now, that Jets game. What do you remember today, Jets preseason game, which arguably is your greatest breakout game 100%. ever? Um, just having butterflies. I mean, I, it mostly was – 
Training camp was like the real deal, though. Like training camp back then, it was two a days. Coach We're Coughlin, in Albany. Coach Coughlin got the scowl. He got the <laughs> he got the <laughs> TC used to have the uh, the the tanning lotion. You know the the tanning vibe, the sunblock. Oh, the sunblock. Oh my god, nose cheeks, me? yeah, everything fully and, and, and not smeared in. No, 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 no. heavy, <laughs> heavy. And when he sweat, it would like come down. <laughs> <laughs> like come down on his face, <laughs> so you knew it was real. And like mm-hmm. OC's out there, Justin Tuck's out there. Like it's a full, you know, it's a full situation. I'm out there, rookie year. Mm-hmm. Like these are legends already, living legends. And I'm walking in the building. You know what I'm saying? And if there's something less than a guarantee, like you're like, I mean, there's guarantee. There's you have a shot. There's no shot. You're oh, below yeah. no shot. I'm below no shot to make I'm, the team. I'm like, who? <laughs> I remember catching the ball. Right. I remember catching like a route. I forget what it was. And uh, I come back to the, you know, to the side, and Steve Smith is like, Cruz, you don't never see that name out here. <laughs> He's like, good luck to you, bro. Like, you don't never see that name out here. Oh, that was that was a funny story. But then um, as I just continued in training camp and I am started making plays and I'm feeling myself, like, climbing up the depth chart, guys are, you know, how training camp is. Like, all the vets, they taking vet days. They got mm-hmm. They chilling. I'm like, I'm full throttle. Y'all sitting down? Of course. I'll take more these reps. reps. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take these reps. More Let's reps. go get it. So as I'm taking these reps, I'm getting comfortable, and I'm just flying by guys. I'm going over the top. I'm coming across the middle. I'm just literally catching everything in sight. And I knew one thing I told myself was, like, if I catch everything, they can't deny me. Like, I'm ca- mm. I'll am catch anything that comes across mm-hmm. this, my path. You know what I'm saying? And they can't deny me. And I had a – I think I had one of the guys run the stats that from that training camp. I dropped one ball. Wow. All the training camp. And we talked about this. And where, that was, where the one were, ball was debatable. Where, where were you on the depth chart going into it? Like, how many receivers are there and where are you? Well, we usually they usually carry eight or nine receivers for training camp. Okay. I was probably number eight, seven, seven, and, eight. And right how many normally make a roster, like final roster? Six. Six. And that's pushing it depending on sometimes seven if, the, if there's like a – Special teams need, but mostly okay. like six, okay. five to six. So it's like slim to none you're making it. Slim, team. slim thug. <laughs> slim thug, my friend. So you go into the Giants game, and I think the Jets game, and I think you say you know you're playing the third, or you know when you're going in. Yeah, it would probably be third quarter. Okay. Because all, you know, all the other guys come in first, and they get their reps, they get their you know 20 plays, whatever mm-hmm. it is, and then, and then you follow suit. The younger guys come in right after that. And... Friends and family in the stands. Friends and family in the stands. The irony is, although we were in Giant Stadium or MetLife, um, there was JT about to break that bottle. He's trying to be quiet. He's trying to do it like he's in the <laughs> library. Like you can make noise. It's cool. It's cool. Um, but I remember it. W- it was actually an away game for us. Mm. So we didn't have like the home family uh, tickets. T- terrible. Seats. Everybody's right there. My right. mom's is in the nosebleeds, oh, wow. like up top. Wow. And um, but you know she's watching and and you know my first catch I still remember to this day had anxiety the whole first half I'm not in second quarter I did some special teams and then third quarter was like all right Vic you in you playing the whole second half and I was like the whole second half wow and I'm like all right bet so the first play literally P the first play the first route that I ever ran in the NFL was the one handed touchdown up the sideline so. Walk us through. You're in the huddle, right? So coming out of the huddle, you know there's at least a there's no shot, a decent shot, or a very good shot. The ball's coming your way. Yes. Do you remember the play that was called? It was uh, it was like 91 hitch. It was just two hitch routes on the side. On you know about two by both receivers. 
So, so, and, so um, by the way, the wine's poured. Salute wine to poured. you. Cheers. Cheers, brother. Cheers, cheers guest. Cheers, guest. <laughs> Get a room. Shout out to the guest. Cheers, bro. So it's a hitch, a regular hitch play. Let yeah, the, how's that on the palate? Yeah, that's fantastic, yeah. sir. Wow, I'm polite. Um, so they're hitches, but if you get press coverage, you convert that hitch to a go touchdown time. So on the break, you're thinking, okay. On the break, I'm go. like, no, no. I'm like <laughs> modest as ever. On the break, I'm like, let me catch this five yard hitch, <laughs> see if I can make it miss, and I'll okay. make it happen after that. Okay. But he comes and presses me, and I'm like, oh, this no. is really happening. And I know because you know you have that relationship with the backup quarterback. Yeah, that's you got all the reps. Jim Sorgi. What yep. up, Jim Sorgi? If you're listening to this, you're a legend, sir. <laughs> Only guy to be a backup for both Peyton Manning and Eli Manning for over 10 years. Oh, wow. 100%. He's a legend. And then, um, so we line up. He's been hitting me all training camp, every conversion. He's like, see me. He saw press coverage. Now that I look back at the field, he barely dropped back. <laughs> he took like two steps back and let it fly. He was like, I already know what's coming. Let Vic go be Vic. So now, you, li- you see the press at the line of scrimmage, you're like, this can it's go. go. Time. Yeah, this can go. This can go. Okay. Single high, too. Was like, that, was the, that was what the Jets did back then under Rex Ryan. Single high coverage, press man. Okay. See if their corners can cover. Rex Ryan loved you know, corners that can cover. That's why he had Revis and Cromartie for all those years. You to know? give context to our mm-hmm. listeners, like this is Christmas for a young wide receiver. Oh goodness, this is my birthday. Like, this you're is like, like, oh, this is what we want. Yeah, we got we action. Want. We got action. Single high, press man. Okay. You got a route that converts into a go. Like, you want this. Okay. And then um, so I go around and I'm running and I look back and I feel the ball. I, before I even look back, I felt the ball was already coming to me. So I look up and I'm tracking it, and this guy's like, I got to step on him, but he's draped on he's me on a little hip, bit. Yeah. He's on me. He's there. But I just read the track, the ball, and I reached one hand out there, and he dove, and he missed, and it just stuck to my left hand. And I tucked it, and I was tripping. He, like, clipped my leg. And the only thing I could tell myself was, like, Vic, you better not fall, <laughs> dog. You could not fall right here. <laughs> and I got up, and I kept my balance and got up and got in that end zone. And I just remember everything just going completely deaf. And, like, the crowd, I mean, there were probably 18 people there. <laughs> but the crowd was roaring. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it was in that moment that I knew, like, I could play at this level. And at that point, it's like, oh, all right, let's cook It was now. a wrap. Yeah, it was cook. like confidence is at an all-time high. But even coming into the next season, you know, I heard my, I heard my hamstring week five or so. And um, and then that, you know, they put me on injury reserve for the rest of the year. So that next year came around, I was like, man, I – how am I going to live up to this training camp that I just right, had? Like, I got to keep the same energy. So after that training camp, I distinctly remember I made the team again, but Coach Coughlin brought me to his office. And I think we spoke about this before. Yep. And he goes, yo, Vic, like, you know, we love you. We like you. Everybody loves you here. You're a phenomenal player, but we need we need to see more out of you than what we've seen so far this training camp or we got some guys on the waiver wire that we're looking at. Wow. Like, facts like looked at me in my eye and told me that you know what i'm saying so i looked at him and i was like say no more coach done i'm every time i'm out there i'm gonna show you what i got like and if you don't like it then so be it and he was like done that's all i could ask for but it put you on notice right it away put me like- on notice it put me on laser beam focus dog and then when they brought in you know they brought in brandon stokely like they were bringing in guys to fill a role that was prime for me and i'm like yo what's you know so I come in that one game. What, what what's that like, Vic? Because it's I, tough. I because I tough. couldn't imagine me in my everyday life 
of you know running a company, if I'm to ask JT like, "Hey JT, who's that?" and they're like, "He's like potentially your replacement." Exactly. Exactly. He's trying out for president. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Wait, what? I'm the president. Like 100. So is that? Are you always on edge? Like, are you always like, I gotta prove and I gotta win every day? Every always. Possession? As like, a football player, especially in the NFL, you have to go out there every time you lace them up. You gotta go out there and show them why X they're paying you that much money, or B why they should pay you this mm-hmm. amount of money. You know what I'm saying? Every single time, whether it's practice, in the film room, all of that. You got to be an example in every in every phase. Um, so I always carried that. But on, on the back end, you have to understand that this is part of the game, and you have to be a professional. Mm-hmm. And I learned from Brandon Stokely. I mean, he was with Peyton, too, for so long in Denver, as well as Indianapolis. Like, he's been with him for forever. So I would learn things from him that, you know, other people didn't have the ability to learn from because, you know, he was on our team. What would you say, and it's crazy to think that it could be that Jet game with your illustrious career, what would you say is is the moment you arrived? Or you you at least felt in Victor Cruz, you arrived as a pro. Um, it wasn't the Jet game. It, it could have been the Jet game, but so much time had passed from the in, you know that first year right, getting to the second year. Yep. But that 2011, um, the first game that I started – and I had against Philadelphia week three. So you didn't start week one. I didn't start week one. Wait, you put up the numbers you put up, and you didn't start at. I you didn't start weeks. week yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Holy <laughs> shit! Because literally, two. like I said, I did research. I'm looking at your numbers right now. Mm-hmm. 2011. That year was unprecedented, man. 1500 yards receiving. 1536. Don't short me. Wow, you do know it. Don't wow. short me. Okay, 1536. Um. Probably the craziest stat to me, although that one's crazy, is 96 yards per game receiving. Yeah. There's That's running crazy. backs that don't do that. <laughs> Shit, there's quarterbacks that don't do 96 <laughs> yards. Uh, 18.7 yards per catch. Nine plays. STC nine call it catches. Plays. Nine catches, 40 yards Over or 40 more. yards. Wow. 25 catches, 20 yards or more. And I don't know what his first first downs is that on the stat. Thing? Probably so it's fifty nine. Fifty nine first downs. <laughs> fifty nine first downs. Like those numbers are ridiculous you know, for anyone, and to, and to think you did it on fourteen weeks. It was because the type of offense that we had, dog. Like if if me and Eli, it, you couldn't guard it. It was like it was all body language. And once Eli figured out my body language and figured out how I like to do things and I figured out how he liked to throw the ball and the angles and things like that, it was over. Like it was, you can't defend any of that. If it's zone, I go this way. If it's man, I go straight. If you're low, I go score a touchdown. If you're high, I snap it across. There's nothing you could do. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It was just, and when I was clicking, and there was no better example than the, the NFC Championship game against, against the Niners, that thing was, it was clicking. We called the same play, P. All the way up the field and just had me to go different ways. It was crazy. I can count on one hand the amount of times I've cursed on this show, but I'm about to. <laughs> How the fuck do you not make the Pro Bowl that year with those numbers? Well, the thing was, I wasn't on the ballot because I wasn't like a, this. There's not a lot of cruises no, around checking. here. <laughs> exactly. Because there ain't a lot of cruises around here, Pete. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly why. Hey, so one thing we didn't mention is that jet game. There was a certain individual watching, for some reason, preseason football in the third quarter with third because, and fourth string guys. Because he is who he is. Right? Um, LeBron James mm-hmm. is watching that game. Do you remember the tweet he put out? Yeah, he said uh, 
He said something along the lines of, "I don't, I don't know who this kid number th- uh, Victor Cruz yeah. is, but yeah. he's definitely got a job." The, after Giant, the Giants better keep him or exactly, something like that. Like exactly. so, like it's always funny to see it like full circle. You have a relationship now and how mm-hmm. it started. Literally, him just being a fan of the game. Yeah. Um, but one of my favorite things that I hadn't seen at the time was when you did your doc, I Am Giant. Um, was it Rex Ryan? Yep. When he was like, hey, somebody want to guard that guy? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, who is this? Who's this cruise like guy? Number three. Yeah, right. Number three. Started number laughing. Three. Like, I thought that was super dope. But so, so that year, you're not even on the ballot. Not even on the ballot. So I couldn't even, they couldn't even vote for me. Wow. Yeah. So it was just like, but I'll take the Super Bowl <laughs> over the Pro Bowl any day. Let's be very, very clear. Very true. But then I made it, I was, you know, thankful to God I made it the next year and got to experience Hawaii for one of the last times. They haven't gone back right. there, I don't think, since. What What is life like for you in 2011, that season, when it's cooking? I mean, you're cooking, you're salsaing, like, you're in New York, New York's winning. Like, what is life like for you, a kid that undrafted? Like, your life changed mm-hmm. forever. 100%. What's in, that? What do you remember moment. most out of that year? Um, Just the energy, man. Like, you, I couldn't go anywhere in New York without, like, just the energy being just so high for just me and the Giants and just everything that was going on and people just running up on me, dancing and all mm-hmm. that. Like, it was just – there was an energy in the city that was, like – amazing and i was you know i'm spanish i'm puerto rican so people there's that you know what i mean so that was just another layer like of of it all that Mm -hmm. i couldn't i couldn't go anywhere without someone you know either yelling boricua out the window or dancing salsa out the window or we get ignorant with it ignorant yo honking the horn (laughs) like crazy Uh, so just you know it was just it it was a fun time man it was a fun time it still is fun i mean it's just you know I've, I've not, been with you on the New York City streets. <laughs> yes, I've been with you. Hey, so the salsa is well documented. When did you decide if I get into end zone, I'm doing this? So it was the uh, it was the week leading up to my first start on week three okay. in, against Philly, and one of my coaches uh, came up to me, Coach Mike Sullivan. Um, he came up to me and was like, "Man, he's he's Mexican American." He was like, "Yo, you get in that end zone, you know, you got to represent for Puerto Ricans out there, your mother and your grand." And I'm like, "Coach, what are you?" What are you talking about? You trying like, to get me cut, coach? Yeah, like you're trying to get me like <laughs> they'll have me on the first. There's a term that you use in the league, like uh, you know when you when you're a player that wasn't drafted or a lesser player and you hit mm-hmm. the money, like you hit the quarterback or you know mm-hmm. defensive players yeah, like yeah, running to the quarterback of by accident. Course. They say when you get that tap on your shoulder and someone asks you a la window. <laughs> <laughs> You going home, dog. You touch him again. I, I'll somebody window. will ask you. I uh, we used to yeah, hey, yo, bro, don't touch him. I'll a window. <laughs> By the way, I am one thousand percent using that. In you my got company. to. You got to. Listen, you show up late again. I'll a window. Exactly. Hundred percent. Um, what was I? So we talked about salsa. So coach comes up to you. Coach comes up to me and he's like, "Yo, you got to represent your culture." And I'm like, "Yo, I can't. What do you want me to do? Like, I can't like cook rice and beans in the end zone. Like, what are you talking about?" And he's like, "Nah, like." You got to go out there and dance salsa. You got to dance, man. get salsa. Whatever you want to do, you got to go out there and represent. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you are out of your <laughs> mind. What are you talking about? You're out of your mind. He was like, just think about it. So obviously on top of me trying to remember all these plays and, you know, formations and things we're doing to, get to beat this team, I'm thinking about this salsa all week long. And every day he's like giving me a little hint like, yo, you know, you got to do it. Just saying little things. So then Saturday before the game, no, the day of the game comes around, Sunday morning. And he comes up to me, and we do a prayer before every game, myself and Coach Sullivan. And uh, at the end, he gave me the look like, you got to represent today. And I'm like, all right, Coach. I just nodded him off, yes, just to get him out of my face and keep him moving. So then we get to the game 
my very first catch in that game was a kind of an out route up the sideline. I break a tackle and I'm going up the sideline and I shake two defenders and I'm still running up the sideline and I'm at the three yard line about to score and then my, my brain is literally exploding because I just shook two dudes behind me and I'm about to score and, and the first thing that pops in my brain is I gotta do this salsa dance, dance, man. I can't not do this now. It's perfect. <laughs> I get to the end zone and I put the ball down. I just started dancing salsa in the end zone, dog, and it was just like perfect. It became a thing. It became a thing. People came to the sideline like, "Yo, what are you doing? Like, what was that?" I was like, "I don't know. It was a little salsa. I don't know if I'm gonna keep it. It's just whatever." And then my grandmother saw it. My grandmother was like, "You better not ever not do that in the uh, end zone every dope. single time." Dope. So that's why. Well, my grandmother's seen me dance and has told me, "You better not ever dance again." <laughs> so our things, our situations are a little different. I'm gonna I, know, I know what those Rivera house parties look like, <laughs> what? too. You've seen I, them. I've You've seen, seen them on the ground. Yeah, my uncle brings full-on band instruments. He brought a... I showed you the picture. He brought a, an auto-tune mic to the family reunion. The gold one. Like yes. the one from was, Greece. Remember that? Fucking around. <laughs> oh, he was here. He wanted all the smoke. Yeah. <laughs> and if you dare like play the maracas or the congas and you're not on and beat, he'll let you know. Yeah, 100%. He'll what, give what you, do you, the, what do you think give you the look. What are we doing here? This isn't play-play. You know? Um, I'm going to run down a couple of quick hitter questions for okay. you. Um, most memorable game of your career? Most memorable game of my career? Um, that's a toughie. There's so many to choose from. Definitely the Super Bowl. I mean, Super Bowl. there's no, there's nothing like that. There's nothing, there's no other sport that can recreate that energy, that vibe, that level of you know, that level of football, like, there's no game that you can walk around and you look to your right and see Emmitt Smith, Phil Simms, Michael Irving, Lawrence Taylor, and then you look to your left and you got, you know, Stuart Scott and you got all these other people and Troy Aikman walking by and Dan Marino's got his headset on and Randy Moss is chilling. Like, you got all of these great people that have played in the biggest games and they're here to watch you. For one game, you're the biggest show on TV it gets the most numbers and it's whatever. Like that's the biggest stage, and and the Super Bowl is definitely the most memorable. Are you scared out of your mind in the national anthem of the Super Bowl? Like, are you like when you're lined up? I'm juiced up, dog. Are you and ready I'm to just go? Like, let me go. <laughs> like, let me go. You know what I'm saying? I don't prepare for this team for two weeks, and I, when I tell you, I, I've I've been in a lot of practices over seven years, eight years, whatever. I've seen a lot of practices. I know what good practices look like. When I tell you the week of practice that we had for the Super Bowl was the most perfect week. Anybody on that team would tell you we had the most perfect week of practice. We did not drop a football. We did not miss an assignment mm. to the point where Coach Caller came up to us like the maybe like the Friday practice. He's like, guys, I had this whole script here for y'all and like this whole speech or whatever. But I think y'all had to y'all are prepared. Y'all didn't drop a football. We're watching film all week. We don't see any mistakes. And coming from him, that finds That's a mistake crazy. in anything. He'll, mis he'll yes. find a mistake in yes. everything. And then the Saturday night before the game, man, he's told us this speech about how he played the game of football and the things that – how it taught him and how he literally told us he loved us. Like oh, wow. sat down and told us he loved us before the Super Bowl. Like if we didn't want to play for anything else, we were going to play for that guy. Because of how he spoke to us and the way he carried himself and everything he taught us. Talk a little bit about Coach Coughlin. And I know you and I have had this conversation. Uh, what he's meant to you in your career on and off the field, just, you know, as a man. Um, opportunity he's given you. Just, you know, I know 
I mean, I highly doubt Coach Coughlin even knows what a podcast is. <laughs> None of us <laughs> listens to one. But, no. you know, your thoughts on Coach Coughlin? Yeah, he's been great, man. It's, it's a combination of him and, and uh, a guy by the name of Kevin Gilbride Sr., who was the offensive coordinator at the time, who just – he just really believed in me, man. And he was one of those coaches that you – you hated when he harped on you, but you knew it was from love. Like, you knew it was from a place of love and from a place of respect for your game because if he wasn't yelling at you, that means he didn't care. So, Coach Coughlin was just an amazing person. I mean, he just – he looked after his players and he looked after not only how they are in the field, but he looked after their well-being. He, I remember when I was going through my ups and downs with my injury and things like that and I hadn't played in, like, you know, over a year – and he can kind of sense that I was, like, just going through the motions and just not feeling it. So he brings me into the office, and I'm, like, nervous. I'm, like, dang, he's going to talk to me about, like, when am I going to play? Like, and he literally was, like, man, how you feeling? Like, how's it going? Like, not football. Mm-hmm. Like, how's your family? How you feeling when you get home? Are you depressed? Like, how are you feeling? You know what I'm saying? And I was, like, wow. Like, he really cared about how I felt and how I was feeling at the time. And I spoke to him about it. And it made us better, made us stronger. Now when I see him, it's love. It's like it, it created a stronger bond than it was prior to just being a player coach. You know, he brought me in a little bit. Dope. Um, what teammate did you learn the most from throughout your career? Uh, I learned a lot, mainly from Eli Manning. Interesting. Mainly because, man, it could be I've seen them slander this man in the paper and, you know, in, in blogs on, on numerous publications about his play. Obviously, when he's up, they love him and he's the greatest quarterback and he's elite and all of that. But when he's not doing well, they pummel him and they they pummel him good in this city, too. It's crazy how they treat, you know, sometimes how they talk about Eli and the things that they say, the things that they have said. But he just goes along his business and straight faced and has nothing but good things to say and and that level of of uh you know of resolve that level of professionalism you know isn't lost on me. I understand where that comes from, and I learned from that for sure because he's you know to grow up a manning and have your brother be who he is you that's a lot on your shoulders and he's carried it and he's carried it well now he's a savage though now he's like <laughs> jalen ramsey who like he's like i don't care about none of that like I'm out he's here. earned it yeah he's, he's earned absolutely it. earned it he's absolutely earned what are you gonna not not the game of football specifically what are you gonna miss about being in an nfl locker room oh man just just the family atmosphere the friends the you know, they, people used to always ask me in in, uh, in college, you know, why I never joined a fraternity or why I never, you know, why I never joined a fraternity. Why was that never a thing for me? I was like, yo, the football team is my fraternity. Like UMass to the NFL, even to Little League, like that's my fraternity. The crew of friends that I met along that time, along that journey, that's my fraternity. I don't, I don't you know, I didn't need to be a part of one because I'm already a part of one. So that locker room atmosphere and just, you know, being connected with the guys and talking to them and things like that, that's that's what I'll miss the most. New York slash New Jersey fans, mm-hmm. your fan base, mm-hmm. what, what will you remember the most about them? Just how excited they are when they see me and just how rabid, how rabid they are, just – just in the stadium and, and, and that energy when they're just yelling crews or just yelling my name or just excited to see me or want my autograph or when I score a touchdown and they all – I distinctly remember in San Fran one time I scored a 
I scored a touchdown. It was like a four-yard touchdown, one of those kind of play-action over-the-top plays. And Eli threw like a rifle in there, and I caught it, caught the back end of the football for a touchdown. And I looked out into the crowd, and this guy popped up. He was, <laughs> he was in an 80 jersey. Everybody, and it was a sea of 49er jerseys around him. And he literally saw I caught that ball, and he popped up out of his seat and started dancing the salsa. Before I could even – I hadn't even stopped running, and he was already <laughs> dancing. And I pointed at him, and I started dancing right when he started dancing, and it was just like a moment. Those are the moments you don't you, you don't forget. You know what I'm saying? Like the moments where you see guys in the crowd and you see people dancing salsa, and you get to dance with them. And then I'm sure whether it's in the living rooms at home or in the stadiums, um, a lot of people were dancing salsa with me, which was pretty cool. So I told you we we're gonna make this a celebration and celebrating your career and whatnot. Are we, right? I see so, like movement we have happening. A couple What's things going on. on. Did so you, you know, know about like, this? So you know, guess number one. You, did you know about this? <laughs> you, your name oh, is Karuchi Tran. Oh, there it is. Okay, mm-hmm. Get baby. a room. Look at you. <laughs> Jesus. Unbelievable. Oh God. There's kids right, listening to get, this show. Yep, let's get back on track. Let's get back <laughs> um, on track. No, we're making a celebration. So as soon as we wrap, and there's people coming down now. If you look okay. out there, you people have some are people already. In. I'm going to come down, a little celebration, toast to you. But I reached out to a couple of people, and everyone was excited this announcement was coming. So a couple, just a handful, like three or four people sent the video in. What? That they wanted to give you a message. So who should we start with? Oh, man. You know what? I'm just going to hand you my phone. Oh, man. And, and you, can play, you can so say who it is. Okay. So people can't see it, and play it, and just give me your reaction to it. Okay. That's the first one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> This is Maverick Carter. Yo, Vic, what up? Congrats. Well-deserved retirement. Seems crazy to say you're retiring because you still only look like 17 years old. But congrats on the retirement. Um, Since the day I met you, I gotta say, the thing that has inspired me the most about you is that you get the fullest out of every single thing. You got the most out of your career. No one knew you would ever play in the NFL, let alone become a, one of the best receivers to play, win a Super Bowl. As I always tell you, I remember watching that Jets game in preseason when you caught those three touchdowns. You got the most out of being a Super Bowl champion in New York. You took it all the way to having, being a fashion icon, becoming known as one of the most famous athletes in America and then in the world of fashion. It's just, you just get the most. And, all the way down to little things like when we're at an event or a dinner or a party, you always have the most fun. You get the most out of life and I appreciate that about you. That is an inspiration to me and I'm gonna to continue to feel that through you because I'm always with you. And I know 100% you're gonna get that in the next aspect of your life. They better get ready because you are absolutely gonna get the most out of the experience and congratulations. Hey, <laughs> he hit the salsa too. <laughs> Yo, man, the salsa was so classic, man. I appreciate you, man. Thank you very much. So that was that was, was, that was Maverick Carter okay. with the, with the subpar salsa. Jeez, we start with Mav. Okay, um, all right, we'll go to this next one. Where do we go from here? RF, Ronnie Feig. What up, though? Victor, my best friend, my favorite wide receiver. Congratulations on today. Such an amazing NFL career. But you haven't even scratched the surface, man. Can't wait to see what you have coming up. Continue to inspire us. And we're going to miss you on the field, but we're all standing behind you for whatever you got coming forward, my man. Stay up. Number 80. Cruz! (laughs) 
All right, I appreciate you, man. Always talk, love. Talk about Ronnie and your relationship with him has meant to you, man. Really. That's 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 my brother right there, man. Like he's there's been so many conversations him and I have had where he's talked me off the ledge or he's you know spoken some sense into me and you know even from being at his wedding and seeing his beautiful union with his wife and being a part of that as his best man. I mean, there's certain things in life that you don't you know you you, you can't change or you can't get back and to be a part of that moment for him was insane. On top of just being a tremendous friend all these years. So you know we had to take it to Jersey one time for Hey, you. swish. <laughs> My guy. Yo, congratulations, bro. You know what time it is, man. Turn up, get that 42 going. You know what I'm saying? You finally retiring. That's OD, son. That's OD. You'll be 32 years old if you say you retired from a from a career. That's, that's dope, man, especially being from Jersey. You know what I'm saying? So you know that... But I uh, love you, bro. Keep that 80 rocking. You already know. And uh, shout out to my Patterson dude, man. Jers. <laughs> That's love, my guy. Yo, Swish. Man, I've known Swish since I was, what, 14 years old maybe? And just to, just to put it in perspective, man, that guy has been an absolute tremendous person, a tremendous friend to me since then. No matter how big he got, no matter when he got drafted out of high school, he always showed love. He always... He could have big time me, but we remain friends, and and we've only gotten closer with with every year that he's been in the league, and that's and that's a beautiful sight. So we have three more for you. Three more. Three more. Here's one for Bree's you. Got one. Jeez. Oh man. Okay. This is Eli Manning, ladies and gentlemen. Hey Victor, just wanted to say uh, you know congratulations on your retirement. Congratulations on your incredible NFL career. Um, I appreciate uh, you as a as a person, as a teammate as a player, uh, all the great years that we had. And uh, still remember uh, before uh, you'd even made the team, just uh, coming out in the spring in, in Hoboken and throwing routes with us, uh, sometimes on the streets, sometimes at some high schools, and preparing uh, us for that great 2011 season, uh, your come out season. So um, again, unbelievable career, and uh, love you, brother, and uh, best of luck in uh, your future. Yo. Eli's a real one, man. I said it before, obviously on the show, I learned a lot from him. But Eli, he he has something about him, man. That's just uh, that's just genuine and sincere, and you can feel that when you when you interact with him. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to Bree from your team for actually making the Eli thing happen. Because you know? that was it's and, crispy. So let's be clear. And I was just that was say real that. footage. He's such a quarterback too, right? Because everyone else texted their like <laughs> selfie videos. Nah, his is fully like Showtime produced. Yeah, like. Hey, Oh, right. we need to do this with Vic. Okay, no, the let's go in the right. studio. Yeah. And by the way, it was sent by like Dropbox. <laughs> like it wasn't texted. That's, we don't want to lose any quality. Air we don't want to do any of that. So, um, we have two more. Okay. The homie wanted to say Big a homie. couple words. Big homie, Bron James. Yo, my brother Vic. What's good, man? I just want to say congratulations to you, man, on your retirement and everything that you about to do right now from this present time into the next uh, journey. Um, you know, it was a true blessing. It was an honor, man, to see you do what you did on that football field. Even from day one, before I even met you, uh, when you was out there, you know, that first preseason game versus the Jets, and you lit their ass up, man. I was like, oh, yeah, that kid's special. He's going to be special in the football league. And uh, we just needed somebody to give you an opportunity, and the Giants gave you an opportunity. Obviously, you knew you were special, and then the Giants found out how special you truly were, man. So congratulations, bro. Your brother's always here for you. Uh, like I said, I'm excited for 
whatever you got going on, man. And uh, and I'm always going to support you uh, from one brother to another. And uh, keep on uh, uh, keep on dancing on them, you know? <laughs> Salute. Hey. <laughs> I knew Brown was going to hit that sauce for me. I already knew that one. Appreciate you, Brown. You already know that's family right there. And for the last one, it was only right that you get this message from this person. Oh, man. Mama, what's up? Hi, Vic. Just want to congratulate you on the next chapter of your life. I know that whatever you're going to do, you're going to have a lot of success because you're a wonderful young man. You're humble and loving. And, you know, I know that everything will turn out right for you. I love you. God bless you. And I'll be with you every step of the way. Mom Dukes. Yo, Mom Dukes. Can I talk about Mom for a second? Please do. Moms. First of all, she looks outstanding in that in that in that video, and she's sixty years young right now wow. as we speak. Um, my mom worked, literally drove an hour to and from work, an hour to work, and an hour back home, just to put food on the table for myself and my younger sister, and just make sure that we lived the life that that she didn't. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just so that we had the opportunities and the resources and the things that we wanted to do. And so we can have that, so we can afford that. And she worked her her ass off, dog. And to be in a position um, for her, you know, it, it's kind of a gift and a curse, her not having an, an actual job at the moment. <laughs> but to be able to tell her, like, Ma, you don't need to work anymore. Like, I'm, I'm going to take care of you. To tell her that, you know, all you need to worry about is spending time with your granddaughter. To tell her that, you know, I'm going to take care of everything you need and you're set for the rest of your life. Like to be able to say that to my mother is, is the biggest dream that I could ever have amongst all this other stuff, amongst all these other great things that I've accomplished, to be able to tell her that. Um, and I told her that at a time where it was rather, wasn't I wasn't salsa dancing Victor Cruz at the time. You know what I'm saying? I had to make a choice in that moment and it wasn't easy, but uh, we got through it. We got through those times and, and she's out flourishing in Mexico as we speak, so. Is she? Yeah, I think she just landed maybe, but she's been out there just living her best life. That's it. She's in the Victor Cruz business. <laughs> thousand percent. <laughs> one thousand percent. So we have one small, um, JT, if you want to get it. What's going on? One is thing. It, is um, it like a hot air balloon No, outside? this is kind of like a selfish thing I'm about to do. We okay. wanted to be the first ones here. At, Why are you backing up, baby? Is there yeah, like confetti? Wow, she left you fire quick. 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 I'll ask questions. <laughs> I'll ask questions later. <laughs> wow. Um, we have one thing, a small gesture we're going to do. Um, we wanted to be the first, not the last. Um, and I'm trying to draw this out because my assistant's taking wait. forever yeah, yeah, yeah. to bring it in. Brand new assistant, studio. shout out to him. Might be the last show he does. <laughs> Yikes. Um, no, in all seriousness, um, we wanted to be the first um, to kind of do this gesture for you and uh, retire your Giants jersey and Come put it up on. in the studio. Yo, so, are you kidding me? Um, your jersey now will be up. Makes, yes. Now it makes, makes sense. Why? <laughs> By the way, our producer ruins it at the beginning. He's like, your jersey was just up there. I don't know why it's not up there. I'm like, Jesus Christ. So so for those of you guys, obviously, that can't see it, oh, um, we got this Giants jersey. Um, had to be blue, of course, right? Of course, the blue. home joint. And um, we'll be hanging it up and retiring it in Robot Studios. So um, small gesture. For, actually, so first of Y'all all, your best, reaction man. to having your this jersey. Is, this is insane. I mean, this is the first one I've seen post-retirement. In the frame, I mean, it doesn't get any better than this. I appreciate y'all. Of Thank you, of Robot Studios. 
By the Amazing. way, by the way, I thought it'd be very simple to get your jersey. Mm-hmm. And so I'm working with Bree on your team. <laughs> Bree's like, I got jerseys. You can't keep them. So figure that out, how that's going to work. So as you, as some people may know, your brother works with us. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, I got cheat code. His brother's here. Done. I'm like, hey, I needed one of your brother's jerseys. He's like, yeah, I don't have one. I'm like, you're a terrible fucking brother. How do you not have your brother? He's like, I got a Pro Bowl one. Yeah, I gave I got one another of one. He's like, I don't have one. So we actually went out and like purchased that one. And got one? So I'll send you the Models? invoice. I'll send you the invoice Models? afterwards. They're still, really still out here being ordered? It's really not a big about. deal. I'll, I'll send you the invoice after. <laughs> um, so before we go, I want to talk to you a little bit about tomorrow, a little bit about, you know, your next team you just signed with. Talk yep. to us about uh, ESPN. Yeah, man, ESPN. Um, I just saw my uh, all the shows I'm gonna be on tomorrow. They 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 getting it all out your boy early now. <laughs> they <laughs> getting it all. Penny. I said I'm, I'm off at what time? Y'all said. <laughs> yeah, I ain't penny. had no job in a little minute. Um, nah, but it's it's amazing to be a part of such a legendary business and such a legendary organization like like ESPN. I mean, they're legendary, right? I mean, there's guys that have been through there. Every athlete has been through there. Um, and, and every analyst kind of builds, there's a culture that comes into that. There's a culture that comes into being a part of the ESPN family, and I'm just grateful that I fit, or they feel that I fit that culture, and I do too, obviously, and uh, and I'm excited to get things going, man. I'm I'm up early to NFL Live, Sports Center, Sports Nation, first take. I'm, on, I'm, oh, I'm really? doing the full gamut tomorrow, so have your TV on, have your radios on, um, and I'm excited to get to get going, man. So work, you're on, you're on all those shows? Tomorrow, yes. But as the days progress, I'll be doing Get Up and First Take predominantly every Monday. That's going to be kind of my staple. And then I'm being mixed into NFL Live as the weeks as the weeks go on. Love it. Mm-hmm. So um, can I get into my Coach Fox story before please I forget? Please do. Before I forget. Please before do. I forget. He's like, yes. Fix a pro. You've done this like, before. Yeah, I mean once or You've twice. You've done this once or twice. Um, so, so the irony that Coach Fox is – um, he's also joining, newly joining the ESPN family as well. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yes, he's joining the ESPN family. <laughs> okay. I saw him kind of going through the car while I, you know, doing all the shows, and yep. I was like, is this an audition? Uh-huh. Like, so he gets the gig. Funny story is that he's the person, who, obviously he was the head coach of the Bears, who cut me. <laughs> so I'm going to come strut. When, if you think for one second I'm not strolling in the work tomorrow, <laughs> walking in like George Jefferson when I see Coach <laughs> <laughs> wow. When I see Coach Fox, nah, it's all love, Coach Fox. I get it. Have you business. seen him since? I have not. No. So the first time you see him is gonna be on the new gig. You gotta treat him like a freshman. Like a what? I'm gonna <laughs> ch- I'm gonna elbow him to the collarbone. Coach Fox, how's that collarbone doing? Just hit him with a chuck one time. Nah, but I understand, Coach Fox. It's a business. But I'm definitely I'm I'm gonna give you shit about it, Coach Fox. You know that. So one thing I've we've never done on this show. Is drink? We always. I mean, well, you, you drink. drink. No, I don't drink it. I don't, I don't drink it. Anymore. I haven't had a drink since like eighty eight. Um, we never bring in our personal lives to this show. Okay. But lately, if anyone follows you, you on said social this media, was two thousand and twelve. Yeah, two thousand twelve. Two thousand twelve. That's a That's a good year, by yeah. the way. But anyone that Super follows Bowl. you on Instagram, Instagram. or social media uh-huh. knows. Yeah. You're smiling already, boy. <laughs> Ooh, look at you. <laughs> There's a new someone in your life who happens to be in the studio with us. Absolutely. Hi, Karuchi. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, oh, me? Come here, babe. Come closer. <laughs> say hi to the people. Come say hi. hi to the people. I've never done this before. It's okay. Just speaking to the What's tomorrow. up? Um, it's Karuchi, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we're here. We're here. At we just. Robot- 
Yeah, there it is. Ooh, there it, there is. it is. You're going to do a couple drops afterwards. Don't even worry about it. Yeah. It's totally fine. So good. It's totally fine. No, we just came off. That's, you know, we like nine shades darker. We just came from traveling and being everywhere in Malibu and the Bahamas. Just trying to live our best life. She drags me along. I don't really. You guys reek of vacation still. Yeah. Like yep. you're glowing like tans. There's still sand in certain areas. Smell like, <laughs> smell. You guys did MTV um, last night. Yeah, we did the VMAs. Yeah, so how, how was the VMAs? Did you have fun? together yeah we had a good time the show was uh, huh? what was the highlight i didn't see it j-lo, J-Lo for sure i mean she's She's amazing 50 years old still twerking and gyrating and dancing outfit changes yeah jaru came out were you excited for jaru that's who? i know that's one of your f- don't do that no i'm just asking who it's at rule york on twitter and instagram jaru where'd Jaru's they find her he took off his Postmates job to. Uh, Jesus, that's <laughs> crazy. I'm just kidding, Ja Rule. Just jokes, I'm just Ja. Just kidding. It's just jokes. Um, so J Lo was amazing. Was there anyone that wasn't amazing? Um, well, we left, but the Madonna thing got some got some. I heard flat, about that. Right? Did you see that? I heard about that. Like yeah. it was an Aretha tribute or something. Yeah, she supposedly like we left, but she made it. I guess about herself. Give her the mic a little bit. Oh, she made the tribute about herself. Um, the somehow. Aretha tribute the Aretha, about yeah. herself. I don't know what she said, but it I, was. I think she was making comparisons and being like, you know, Aretha has this, and so do I, oh, and uh, no, you know, kind of no. doing one of those, and that's just that's not going to end well. It's bad no. form, Madonna. Who looked? You guys are both very fashionable. Who looked amazing last night besides you two? <laughs> the chuckle, the chuckle. <laughs> um, well, Terrence J and Jasmine always look okay. They always look fantastic. Um, okay. Who else do you like? Gucci, and his, wife Gucci and his wife look great, obviously. Um, Cardi. Cardi B, she got changed like three different times, but she looked great. Okay. See, normally, because I've been doing this long enough, I drop breadcrumbs and hope you come around. Gotcha. How was Nicki Minaj looking um, last night, guys? How was that outfit? Did you guys see it in person? (laughs) Now, next question. Uh, (laughs) Claws. Um, oh, you got to get fully in the mic for that. Yeah, Claws. Claws was it the, on TNT. Was it the second season just now or the first season? Do you not watch it? No, I just wasn't sure if it was the first or the second season. I know how it ended. How did it, it end? Yeah, tell us, tell us, tell us. Pete, I actually want end. you to tell me how it ended. <laughs> well, I mean, you Because that's the big thing. The big thing is like, do you die? So if we really want to talk about it, I watched it. So I don't want to put you in that pickle of like having to answer that. I can't say. See, she's contractually obligated. Maybe I'm done. Maybe I'm not. Maybe. I- and Vic looking at you and I'm like, baby, don't fuck the money up right now. No, you cannot. You cannot say that. She right better now. not fuck the money. Up. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else coming up? Like that, that your um, fans that you have many of. I'm filming a movie at the end of September, and I have uh, my third collection with ColourPop coming out. Oh, dope. Mm-hmm. Okay. Called Good Coco, budgets. which should be out by the end of the year. I be trying to hate on Kate because she's like a sister to me now. <laughs> and I be trying to like front on her. And then I'm in LA. I'm driving down Sunset. This big ass billboard. I'm like, she ain't even that big. That billboard. <laughs> what, the what? biggest one. I'm like, whatever. So <laughs> you stop at a light. A bus pulls up. She's on there. She's I'm on like, it. Damn it, Karuchi. <laughs> Can't get away from her. So, um, oh, But just want to say what's up. You're not around a ton. So I'm happy you're around. And this guy. We gotta have you officially, like when like your when your full, movie comes yeah. out and whatnot. We gotta have you on and like ask you the tough questions and all that. You know what we should do? Okay, when my when my makeup collection comes out, mm-hmm. we should do like a thing where okay. I do your guys' makeup. His makeup. Your guys' makeup. Yeah, it's both makeup. of you on the podcast. It, we're gonna pass. We're gonna pass on that. So 
No, I'm not mad at it. Whatever you want, man. Look at you. I'm here oh for you. Oh, my God. Smart man. You see that? Smart man. See what I did there, P? So, Vic, in closing, man, what do you... I mean, obviously, it's not goodbye because they're probably going to see you more oh, now yeah, than ever. Yeah, I was ever, just thinking right? that, too. Like. Um, but since this is celebrating your career, um, anything you want to say in closing to New York fans? Um, I just want to thank all the New York fans. Obviously, like you said, this isn't you know, goodbye. This is just, you know, we're transferring our energy. It's still going to be same love. I'm the same person, you know, run up on me, say hello, take photos. We chill, we talk football, whatever, whatever you want to do. I just want to thank all the New York fans, New Jersey fans, everyone for just being a part of the journey and a part of my journey. And when they see me and they show love and it, it, it brings it all together for me. It, it helps me realize that the love is genuine and it's real. And, that's what New York and New Jersey is all about. They're about being real. They're not sugarcoating anything. Um, so I know that love is real and it's and it's appreciated. And um, and yeah, man, thank you. And, and we're gonna keep rocking. We got bigger and better things to do. We got a lot of things in store. Mm-hmm. Um, ESPN and and this podcast and fashion. It's only the beginning. We got we got a lot more to do. Can't think of a better way to end it. Take us home. I appreciate y'all for watching the Victor Cruz show. Shout out to our guests. Shout out to the impromptu guests, Brianna and Karuchi Tran. PR always <laughs> finds his way to this show. He brought Absolute, wine this time. Absolutely. So, I, I mean, came bearing cool. gifts this time. So I knew you'd let, we let him in. We let him in this time. <laughs> he had wine. Um, but we appreciate y'all. And until the next time, peace.